I think that was on my other paper, but the, there was a, like a medical commission that, um, basically came out and said that there is no evidence of th that went to the, the Nixon and said, there's no evidence. There's no medical evidence that this is, this is bad. That, that everything this is we've heard is not true. Right. And then, like I said, Anslinger was using the thing of race to criminalize it. And then Nixon is using this to say that it's a schedule one drug and it's Right. So, and then you've got the Hearst family paying lobbyists to stop it from being planted for paper. We're not even talking drug here. We're talking right. freaking paper. Yep. And the and big thing that I understood, I took from that was it did paper. It made clothes. It made, I mean, they went through a list like this long of everything you could use it for. And the whole point it boiled down to my instructor said was, it's a really useful plant. So we had to get rid of it. Yeah. So going to your point, so the industrial hemp continued to be grown in the United States throughout World War II um, when its domestic cultivation was encouraged after the Philippines um, fell to Japanese forces. And the reason why that made a difference is because the Philippines was a very huge resource for hemp. Import, imported hemp fiber. Oh, um, perfect growing. Yeah. And so the last U.S. hemp fields were planted in Wisconsin in 1957. Now, more recently, laws have been passed by the like Commissioner of Agriculture where farmers can start planting hemp again. So it's state-specific still. It's not passed everywhere. But um, so just to skip forward a little bit here. So... California um, in 1996 became, it was the Compassionate Use Act of 1996, became the first state to legalize marijuana for medicinal use by people with severe or chronic illnesses. So that's when you go back to, they would prescribe it to cancer patients. Um, cancer, glaucoma, there was a couple things that were really big when it first started taking hold. I know the glaucoma patients, it was very important for them. Yes, it was. And so, so that was some progress. And then Washington, DC, 29, um, states and the U S territories of Guam and Puerto Rico allowed the use of cannabis, cannabis for limited medical purposes. Um, fast forwarding even further, June, 2019, 11 states and Washington, DC have legalized marijuana for recreational use. So again, some progress, still have a lot more to go. I'm not knocking it. I'm very happy with what's happening, but we still have a long way to go. Um, Colorado and Washington became the first states to do so in 2012. Right. Colorado. A lot and of people from California, but it was Colorado. Colorado My was understanding is Colorado has actually taken in so much finances that they're in the green, they're in, well, what we would call the black if you're an accountant, but <laughs> they're doing very well statewide. Yeah, it's it's really so much income. 
it's really helped them with, you know, schools and city restructure and whatever, you know, upkeep needs to be done or repair, you know, how you think about city budgets and things like that. Infrastructure, you know? yeah. Right. And so not only that, but then the statistics were coming out saying, hey, guess what? Because the big argument was if this becomes legal, our kids are going to be, all of our kids are going to be doing it. That was a huge argument that kids are going to have access to it, that they're going to think, you know, especially with the gummies and the brownies and there, there's a lot of stuff out there and don't get me wrong. I mean, lollipops, there's a million 500 things you could think of, but, and that was some, some views. Oh, well, if this is legal, you know, I mean, you can look up news articles. People were like, oh, this is going to be my kid's Halloween bucket. It was hysteria it was nobody's gonna give that away for halloween trust and believe and that more kids are gonna be dropping out of school and getting high and being stoned and all this stuff and what happened was there reports that came out there was no there was no reports evidence of any like adolescent consumption and as a matter of fact it went the use of marijuana and teenagers went down when it became legal because it's legal now it's no fun (laughs) right so exactly it's like well what are we going to do to get in trouble cares now now. it's legal (laughs) but and and there's not mm -hmm. is now alcohol has been legal for millions of years it's always been legal Mm -hmm. my curiosity is have they studied alcohol compared to marijuana because I used to bartend, and I, I'm going to be honest with you. Some people get a few drinks in them, and they become a whole different person. Yeah. No. I've never seen that with anybody who does pot. And, and that totally goes against yeah. the anslinger narrative, right? Right. Because- and that's what I'm thinking. Because let me tell you, when I'm 10 in bar, you give me a pothead who comes in, I'm going to give him a bag of Doritos and sit him at that table, and he ain't going to move. Where I got this over here trying to take me out at the bar and I physically have to put this guy out of the bar. So I'm like going, hmm, who do I want to deal with? Give me a any day. Was there, I mean, well, you were there. Was there a lot of rageaholics at Woodstock? I mean, you know, they were all smoking. That many people. You're not angry. You want to like just hug everybody in world peace. I right. Mean, In this area, you had millions of people and there were no fights. There were nothing major happened other than the rain and the mud. But I'm saying nothing like where they had the skirmishes and the issues. And I'm going to tell you, honestly, it's where they had the alcohol. Yeah. And but people don't want to ignore. I don't understand with the evidence because like i said after that was passed after it was criminalized and taken out of farm pharmaceutical they the medical association came forward it was the american medical association of something i can't i thought i made a note of it but i i didn't um so i I don't remember the exact name but they came out and made a report saying there's no findings of of this and back to your point a big struggle for the scientists that are advocates right now, the thing that they're fighting with is because it's federally illegal, there's not 
they don't have ways to do the research because they're not getting the funding. Right. They're not getting the funding because it's illegal and they can't fund it. Yep. And they don't have a way to get funded. So it's just, a, it's just, a, it's ridiculous. It's insanity. And no matter how much evidence, I mean, there's good evidence out there. I mean, there's enough evidence in my opinion. I mean, look, you, you have video evidence of a kid having seizure, violent, violent seizures. You give them a little, a little tiny you know, pea-sized thing of Rick Simpson oil, which is a concentrate, high, very high potency um, concentrate of THC. And it's the only thing that gives them relief. I mean, there was a local girl here that moved away from Florida and before it was, the medical was passed. And actually during this time, it was the first time on the ballot and then it didn't go through the first time, but this was during that time, the first time. And she was begging and pleading on the news. Oh my gosh. It was so heartbreaking. And, um, and her, her daughter's name was Charlotte and she, because it didn't pass, you know, she, she had to, she was traveling to Colorado for her daughter's treatments. And she lived here in Jacksonville and um, and then when it didn't pass, I think they finally moved to Colorado because it just, it wasn't worth their that daughter's life, the, you know? Yeah. But you know what the coolest thing is? There is a, com- I don't know if it's a company or a brand of, um, cannabis. And I, by brand, I mean like strain, like if you, if you cultivate, plants they they have different strains and names and things like that um that do different things they have different terpenes again very complex plant i'm throwing words that you probably don't know what i'm talking about but we'll get to that um so they do a little bit different things but there is a there is a line because of that little girl it's called charlotte's web and it's about her so i mean I just look at stuff like that and I look at what research there is. And it's mind blowing to me that today in 2021, it's still such a struggle to get, you know. When I look at my home state of West Virginia and Mm -hmm. Billy heroin, we'll be honest with it. And I look at the devastation and the, the towns that have actually shut down whole towns are now closed because everybody got addicted. Yeah. Enough people got addicted in the town that the town could no longer function. Now, you look at something like that, and then you look at something like making marijuana legal, It's it should be a no-brainer. It just really should like be. We could be using our energy on so much bigger things, and... When it comes to something about healthcare, I mean, again, not trying to to be political, but it's just like it goes back to the whole why, what if I choose and I don't like taking pills, uh, even Tylenol. I've never liked to take. I just I don't know. I just never liked it. Even as a kid, I just I don't. If I have a headache, I'll try to listen to Zen music or I just don't. I mean, I will if I have to, um, but. 
I don't really have a reason. I just never liked it. And so it's like, if I have something that's going to take away my migraine, my back pain from two kids and being overweight and two, three car accidents and one being with a semi truck and you know what I mean? It's like, and my anxiety and my depression and my bad knee that I got one time in roller derby practice. I mean, it's like, and I'm only 34, but it's like, Hey, if it, if this one thing can help all of that and I'm in a good mood, I'm for it. It's like you, well, I'm, <laughs> you know, I, and I grant you, and I mean, let's look at America's infrastructure and people, the age of the average American is going up. Um, oh, we're not birthing as many children as we used to. So right. the aging population, and I can say that is one of them. Um, as we get older, your body breaks down. There, there's just no way around that. And all the little stuff that starts to break down and you start to have issues with, you're presented with, you can take these pills that you can get addicted to. Thank you. Right. Or what are you going to do? You're going to suffer. So you're like in that, what are you going to do? You're going to take all of these pills that you don't eat sometimes because you got to pay for your pills. Yeah. Or can you look at something that will help alleviate? And I'm not talking about making your life 100% better. Let's be perfectly honest. But oh, when yeah. you get up in the morning and you put your feet on the ground and you hurt to get that relief, to get through part of the day. And I mean, my routine was to take a painkiller, an mm -hmm. anti-inflammatory, two hours later, another painkiller, four hours later, another anti-inflammatory. And we're not even talking about the rest of the stuff I take. Yeah. So it's, okay, what am I, how, how rich is my life right now? Right. What am I missing? I what think that's I what's enjoying. Yeah, I think that's what the biggest, I think that's what so many people don't understand or don't see that are against it. Um, they don't see what the trade-off is. They don't realize that, you know, they're just so set in this thinking of it being a drug. Well, okay, but you call your prescriptions are drugs, you know, you go exactly. to the drugstore, you know, but you're just, you're just twisting it to fit your narrative. You know what I mean? It's like, why, it, how is it better that someone is still suffering really right. with side effects and going broke in the process? And, and also whose business is it? Whose business is it? What I do to medically take care of myself so why is this a political right. issue? Well, if I want to grow cannabis plants next to my tomatoes and cultivate my own medicine, just like I would grow any other herb in my apothecary for my herbal medicines that I take for anything else, why can't I do that? You know, it's just there's too many hands in the cookie jar and it just it. It just all it makes sense to do what Colorado did and just make it legal to the effect that because if you're taking all of this painkillers and I'll tell you, I've been on them for 
quite a number of years with my lupus, bad knees, severe osteoarthritis, you name it. Right. Um, I look at, am I going to be stuck on a class three narcotic for the rest of my life, which means I will be addicted and let's not play games with that. I've been on it for 10 years. Getting off a class three narcotic after 10 years is not an easy thing to do. Yeah. You have to look at your quality of life, not just the quantity. I might live another five years, but if I'm going to be miserable, why bother? Right. That's the same. And that's the other trade-off. You're taking all of these chemicals into your body. There are effects. Tylenol attacks your liver. Ibuprofen, any of your NSAIDs are going to tear your stomach up. No matter how good you are, you're going to end up with stomach lining issues or bleeding ulcers or... Um, pockets in your intestines bleeding because of the NSAIDs that you have to take. Right. Um, we're not even talking about getting addicted yet to the class three or class two narcotics that you're on. Then you've yeah. got, how do you feel when you're taking them? I will be honest with you. I would time it. Mm -hmm. I couldn't take it in the morning before I left for work because I had to drive to work. You get to work, you're barely functional. You get in and you pop it. You know you've got 45 minutes because you've not eaten yet. It's a half hour if you eat. You've got 45 minutes that you have to fake it to make it. Yeah. How clear is your mind? Now, I do numbers all day long, so don't even ask me. Right. I, I'm, running, I'm crunching numbers all day long. I have to be sharp as a pin. I've got to be on my game because... I'm being asked to run numbers. What's the best way to do this? How much is this? What was the cost on that? What's the checkbook at now? You have to be have a clear head. You cannot have, I have allergies really bad. I cannot have Benadryl head and do my work. Right, right, right. So you make, you start making I have horrible allergies. deals with yourself. Tonight, I'll take my allergy medicine when I go to bed so I can breathe at night. I'll right. function in the morning. I'll get through the, the day. If you're awake, you can get through the day. Right. Okay, I take my meds when I get to work. If I'm having a rough day at work, stress causes pain. Let me just add that in there. And, yeah. the and then if the weather's bad, forget uh, about it. We're not even going to go into that yet. No. <laughs> I moved, I literally picked myself up and moved down here to get away from the cold so I could actually function because there yeah. was a week, two, three, four weeks in the winter, I couldn't get out of bed, mm -hmm. I could not function as an adult. Yeah. So when you look at all of that, I mean, and we're aging. America is aging, guys. We can't walk away from this one. We can't, you know, do the lipo and make it work. We're getting mm -hmm. old. Yeah. Do we want to go into our older years miserable and in pain? Or do we want to take away some of that pain and at the same time alleviate your mood a little bit? Right. De-stress yourself because goodness gracious knows we're stressed all, the, all out of whack as it is. Yeah. I just, I don't understand alcohol and cigarettes being legal when this isn't. Especially what's really, really sad to me because it break being an empath and just being super sensitive. Like I can't watch the news. I can't watch the news. It's too much for me. It really, 
I just can't do it. I, if there's something going on, I mean, it's an inside joke with my family. I tell my dad if like, you know, at the time, if North Korea is blowing me up, uh, blowing us up, you got to give me a call because I don't watch the news. You know, I, I don't watch the news. It's just too depressing. I can't handle it. I, you know, it's just so it's like if if you can't take care of yourself, it's just it's really it's just really sad to me. You know, it's just it's sad, you know, like you said, and, and I'm not saying, and I'm not by any means saying people that are on these pills or prescriptions are wrong. Absolutely not at all what we're saying. Um, I am coming from a personal place because I have experienced that in my life, not myself, but in my, my family, my, my, you know, husband's family, you know, his first wife passed because of that. Um, and I raised her daughter. I, and we went through a really hard time with that. And so I come of play a, a, from a personal, you know, I'm not at all saying that it's wrong, but that's why I feel so strongly about it because I have firsthand seen what opioids has done and has destroyed lives. And it's incredible to me that, and I, and that's why I'm so passionate about it. And that's why I'm such a huge advocate, I think, deep down, because I've seen it. I've dealt with that trauma. I've, I've been very close to that. And it's just incredible to me because I know that these doctors see it these medical examiners see it every time there's a DUI, a drunk driver hits and kills a family, but they're surviving how that happens every time, you know, you know, and it's just like, but statistically a couple years ago, and I'm sure it's worse now, um, opioids caused more deaths than crack, heroin and meth combined. And it's okay as long as a doctor prescribes it. Meanwhile, zero dust from cannabis, I just, it's a no brainer. It's, I don't, you know, I, it just, and the crazy amount of money that the states make from it, again, a no brainer. Like not only- like I said, Colorado is in the black and they were like shocked because they didn't think that people were going to actually pay that much. Right. And And like people and like there's restaurants in California that have like, you know, there's like cannabis restaurants and it's like a thing. Can you imagine if we had that like nationally? Could you imagine being able to go anywhere and you know how beautiful this country is? We have so many great things that we can see, landscapes and different cities and different, you know, we're a little world in and of itself, you know, different climates and everything. Could you imagine if you had that freedom everywhere you went in this whole entire beautiful country? I mean, it's just crazy to me how they're not seeing dollar signs and they're politicians, (laughs) you know, it's like, hello. (laughs) Hello. Yeah. We thought they went hand in hand. It just go. But like I said, listen, I understand. I am very, I am very pro Eastern and Western. I I believe it's a marriage. Okay. I, I, it's absolutely a marriage. That's not at all what I, you know, I want to make that very clear. Um, 
but the opioids, I mean, it's all over the news. It's not a secret. This country, we are in a crisis. Yes, we I are. Mean, on the opioids. So it's like, you know, and there's so many, I'm, I'm a part of so many cannabis groups on Facebook and there's so many people that are, get off of opioids because of cannabis, because it treats what they need to be treated. Well, wait a minute. The movie said that that's a gateway drug. Right. Right. That's the thing. And, you know, and it goes into a whole other thing of like, you know, society. I mean, there's a whole other ball of wax of what you have to deal with being, you know, I can't. It's a whole stigma. It's going to be a few years, but I think we're finally starting to wake up. And I think part of what is happening as America ages, and let's be honest, we are now at an unusual situation where we have more elderly than we do have young people. We're, we're at a tipping because many people are delaying having children or they're just not having children. Right. Where before you had 10 or 12 kids to help on the farm. Now you're deciding even if you're going to have one. Right. So the aging population is like, okay, now it's our time. Mm-hmm. We want to enjoy. We're living longer. We really are. But what is our quality of life? Right. If I'm going to live five more years and I'm going to be miserable those five years, it's not worth it. But if I'm going to live three years and you can give me something that's going to make me happy for three years, well, then that's a whole other issue. And, I and think- it really has. It really has helped me immensely with like stress and anxiety and depression. And, you know, there's a whole stigma of being a consumer and being a parent, a huge stigma. I that one before too. Oh. Well, you know, it's funny in Florida. Of course, in Florida, we have a huge elderly population. Let's be honest with you. And the joke in Florida, and there's several, but one of them is that you know there's nothing to do but drink after you, you know, you're retired. What do you do when you're bored? You drink. And I'm thinking, oh, that's great. They're all going to be, you know, alcoholics and. When you look at that, that's legal. That's okay. You can do that because it's legal. So you can go out and stay drunk every day and that's okay. And I do know people who do that. Right. And then you go back to the DUIs and you know, what's funny to me, and I'm sorry not to cut you off, but just before I lose it, because I may, um, what's funny to me, you talk about how alcohol is legal. The, um, another thing that they don't talk about is they'll say, oh, Um, if it's legal, you know, a thing that I think like Polk County Sheriff, I, I, somewhere in Florida here was, yeah, was on the news whenever we're trying, cause we're pushing it for, to be recreational, but it wasn't on the uh, ballot this time, but he was like on the news talking about how, um, you know, now the are either cause they're grasping at straws, honestly, at this point about how you know, the DUIs and how there's going to be all these fatalities if they make it legal. It's like the, how about the DUI alcohol? Hello, because people are not dying from DUIs because they're driving around high. You're, you know, most but whatever, of them are alcohol. Yeah. And this is, so this is what I was going to say to your point. 
going back to the stigma, especially in the parenting community. Wow. It's bad. You know, it's really, it's a, it's a war. It, it really is. It's, it's, so the thing is that are advocates and there would be like Canadad or Canamom, you know, there's little nicknames in the, you know, social media and stuff like that. Um, but the fight is to make, you know, and it'll be like a picture of, you know, a cute girl with a bong or, you know, a joint or whatever. And it's, or even not the picture, just the words, but it, it circles and all it cycles in all these circles, all these can of parenting circles that I'm in on Facebook. And the whole fight really is when it comes to the parenting aspect is, you, you know, making this as okay as mom needs a glass of wine, because that is the norm. You hear, you hear that all the time that, you know, oh, mom just needs a glass of wine. Like that, that's the joke, you know, or, yeah. or you're having a two mojito day at work. Right. And, and listen, I, I like my glasses of wine again, not knocking it. But the point is, when you are a parent and a consumer, it's also a whole nother level that you have to deal with because it's the stigma of going back to it being a drug. Oh, so your mom's a drug addict? No, my mom takes medicine that comes from mother nature, <laughs> you know, it's all in how you look at it. Right. They don't talk about the Valium or whatever else. Um, mother's little helpers, as they used to call them back in the day. Right. Mom through the or, or how many people have fallen asleep behind the wheel because they've been high on pain pills. Mm. Um, yeah. You won't even discuss that the pain pills or the alcohol. I mean, alcohol okay. is alcohol changes your whole perspective and your whole function when you drink. That's why you get the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde people. Mm -hmm. Some people who drink become violent. Some people who drink become very mellow. Some you do lose a lot of inhibitions when you drink. So, you know, things come out yet. That's legal. Yeah. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. But you can get addicted to that. I have honestly, and I'm going to be real, real frank with you. Um, I don't know anybody who's addicted to marijuana in that sense. You may get accustomed to the high and want that, but you right. don't become quote unquote physically addicted to the drug. Right. Alcohol, you become physically addicted to. You do. Be honest about it. It's. Oh yeah. Because if it was so easy, they wouldn't have rehabs. I exactly. And you wouldn't have to go to them three, four, five times. Right. But I mean, but that's the thing is like, you know, and, and what we fight for as, you know, advocates and especially parents, you know, there's a really, um, really cool parenting, uh, cannabis parenting community on TikTok. Um, it's a really big community. It's really, I mean, usually any community on TikTok is pretty um, encompassing and, you know, positive and, but, um, but it's a really, it's a, it's big. Um, but it just going on all 
sort of all facets here. So you have like the, so we're talking about both sides, right? So look at the money, look at the health aspects, and then you have the, the ridiculous, you know, DUIs and the, all this, like if I'm high, the last thing I'm wanting to do is go to drive. And now with Uber Eats, I, if I want Taco Bell, they can come to me. It's like, no one wants to, you know, it's just, it's all political. Like I said, hopefully we keep moving in the right direction. I mean, obviously that's what everyone wants. Um, It's just funny. Years ago, you had herbs and that's all you had. Then we found out how we could extract things from the herbs. We made pills. Right. That's all we had. Mm-hmm. Now we're going back. The doctors are telling you, no, 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 the pills aren't good anymore because the addiction and all the other consequences. So now we're going back to herbs. Right. And exactly. Like- and more natural things like we've talked about, like meditating and journaling and, and you being know, healthy. That's all tea for your immunity, using chamomile to, to yeah. calm that down a little bit and get your stuff together. Because sometimes you just need that two minutes. And we've all yeah. been moms. And it's like, because, wait till I take my coat off before you talk to me. Because at the end of the day, it's just a plant. Like, what are you so afraid of a plant for? It's, 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 I mean, if you're going to look at it like that, look at Belladonna. Right. Digitalis. Digitalis saved people. Foxglove saved lives. It's still there. Mm -hmm. But it can take your butt out too. Mm -hmm. So it's anything out there. There's always going to be a pro and a con. And it's not for everyone. And we're not trying to sell you on cannabis. We're just, you know, I'm an advocate. So I'm naturally going enough to- information for mm-hmm. you as yeah. an individual. If, if you're fed one line, okay, come on, let's face it. Reefer madness, Cheech and Chong. I mean, I can remember the, um, it was a show, I think it was called emergency or something. It was on, many, many, many years ago. And it was uh, one of the first, um, like emergency 911 with William, with William Shatner, emergency 911. It was, Uh, it was with Randolph Mantooth. I remember. uh, Yeah. They had a scene in it where the, the two adults were high on pot and this was done in California. Okay. Um, and this was in the, I'm going to say the that was also the other stereotype, right? This was in the late '70s, early '80s, and the reason I remember my father was still alive, and he was a firefighter, and Mm -hmm. they were talking about, you know, they found the kid floating in the tub because the parents were high on pot and didn't know where the kid was. I'm sitting there going, "Let's exchange that for alcohol," and I'll believe it. Yeah, because I mean, you think about it with. If you've been to a party and there's been someone passed out drunk, they're not getting up. <laughs> right. And that's it, what I, I'm, I'm not being, uh, you know, I mean, let's face it. In the 60s, it was drug, sex, and rock and roll. That right. was our theme. And that's yep. what we truly believed. Yeah. Um, and granted, we all did crazy stuff back then. Um, sure. 
times have changed and now we've got to start looking at our aging bodies. We've got to start looking at where we are going to go from here. Um, we've made wonderful strides in medication and actually medicine as a whole where we are living longer. We're fighting off. I mean, not many people die from the black plague anymore. Not many people right. die from smallpox or polio. polio right. Now my older stepsisters both had polio as children. So mm -hmm. I can tell you about polio and post polio syndrome, which is mm -hmm. a real thing. So, you sit here and you look, we've gotten rid of all of this. So we're living longer because we're not dying of all this other stuff. Right. So what are we living longer for? Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a crazy history. I mean, it is. And I, like I tell everybody, cause I get a lot of questions about it. Um, my thing is you have to look at the facts. You have right. to get enough knowledge. If you're getting your information from one source, you're wrong. Oh, yeah. And we've you're said wrong. that on the show before. Yeah. you got to check your resources. To really, really. Check your resources. Get yeah. your resources and get in and get the information. Start talking to people and, and, and not going down to the local pot shop and talking to them. Let's talk to some doctors. Let's yeah. talk to the psychiatrist. And Let's they're out there. There's a lot of medical doctors that are advocates that know what they're talking about that are. And a lot of doctors are actually getting, letting you go back. Uh, if you see a, a doctor and he ends his, you know, his name and has OD afterwards. OD means he's more holistic. And he's taken extra classes and he understands that we're treating mind, body, and soul, and that there are other things out there besides what the traditional medical community advises. Right. Um, and, and I'm going to tell you a silly story. My son was little, he got sick could not get the Pedialyte in him to save my soul. So as a mom, your kid's dehydrating, you're going to come up with something. So the, the plan was he really likes orange soda, the Fanta orange soda. Mm -hmm. So I poured half Pedialyte, half Fanta soda. I put the cap on, gave it to him, and he drank it. So I called the pediatrician and said, like, look, this is the only way I can get fluids in this kid today without an IV. And he right. went, what soda was that? And how much did you add? I want to write this down so I can give it to another mother if they need it. And that was my first inkling that there are medical people out there that actually listen to what you yeah. said. Yeah. And then it became my goal to find them. Right. For me. And for my kids, because now I had a doctor who, if I said, okay, he needs, he has low blood sugar. What do I need to do in the morning? You meet him either with a peanut butter sandwich or a glass of orange juice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Who knew? And then you, you know, they work with you. Okay. Well, if that doesn't work, try this. So there are the doctors out there. There is the medical community out there that you can ask questions of. But I always tell everybody, don't just listen to them. Listen to the naysayers, too, because yeah. they have valid points as well. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the thing is um, 
you can go the thing is do your research i mean it's cannabis topic is out there enough that you can do your research it there's topics out there there's been enough research to where it started to become legal you know in in places and it's progressing but the point is do your own research and if you decide that it's something that you think would benefit you then you go to your doctor but don't let your doctor necessarily convince you one way or the other just because it's that one person because it's so hard to tell whether or not their intentions are right because unfortunately it is such a cash game with the i mean and that's why big pharma is you know what it is and i you know i have seen those checks that doctors get from insurance companies and so i mean it's a whole thing and it doesn't mean that your doctor's bad i mean it's just the business that they're in and it's the business side of it it's just like getting a second opinion for anything you're having done they tell you most now require a second opinion for surgeries and things of that nature so go out there and educate yourself there's enough material to look at but you have to take in who you are, what you do, how you need to do it. And you have to have the support of the medical community to do it. And if that means changing doctors or just listening to what's going on, I would never, and I have a holistic healthcare certification. I would never tell you to stop taking your medicine. I would never, you know, my BS in psychology does not allow me to tell you to stop. But yeah. by the same token, I'm going to tell you flat out, you got to look at what you got to do for you. What works for me may not work for you. Right. I'll be honest, just like any drug, you have people who take a Benadryl and they're wound up for two weeks. Oh, I know. And others who even sniff the Benadryl bottle and they're out for four. So oh it, it's with anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, we just, I just want to hit real quick. We, we did say we would do a quick Beltane. So we're going to hit real quick. Um, just a little few little things on here because, um, Beltane is around the corner. One of oh, the- real quick, real quick before we move on. Um, so next week we're going to be hitting more on the medical. Um, so we're going to pick back up still on cannabis, but medical and, um, if you are at least an outer court member of the Karelian tradition, I have an order, um, which is the order of Hersini. Um, Hersini is the Sanskrit word for cannabis. And it, basically it's a group. We have fun. We do funny weed memes sometimes. Um, but we also share a lot of good information with each other about we we share tons of articles i share really awesome recipes um it's just a fun group and we talk about different ways that you can incorporate cannabis in your magical life your you know and also discuss educational things like that's where i shared the ted talk about the endocannabinoid system so you'll have to i think i posted that before you joined so you'll have to go back i'll tag you in it back and look but um but yeah, um, and we talk about the history because it's also 
part of the spiritual and magical aspect of it. So, and medicinal. So, um, so just outer court minimum, um, for the tradition and you can find it on Facebook. It's searchable and it's H U R S I N I. So order of Hersini. And seriously, um, it's, it's a place to look, to start getting some information. Um, you can ask questions on the forum and people will answer you. Usually, um, those with a little bit more knowledge will answer you. So you don't get something like off the wall. Um, and, and you do not have to be a consumer to join. It's just an advocate or just, you know, you don't have like to partake. other groups. You don't right. have to particularly be of that to join it. But if you right. just want some information, it's a really great place to start. And it's a good place to get some basic information to where you can start working on your own. Yes. And it is, you can search the group, but it is a private group. So I do want to make that point. It is a private group. So no one can see that you are in that group unless they are also part of that group. So no one on Facebook can see if you're in that group, because I know that's important to some people. So I wanted to, uh, because in some places your job can depend upon it. Yes. And also it's, still illegal in quite a lot of places so you know i think they could figure that one out already right you know it's not that hard but beltane is coming up now we are familial tradition which means we have children in our tradition which means we allow them at ritual now we all know what beltane is we're not even going to play the game here if anybody has watched Camelot from the 1960s, yes, and has heard the lusty month of May, you know what we're talking about. We're going to leave it there because we're still what, PG? Okay. There are so, so we can talk about. It. There are just so many things involved with Beltane. You are going to hear some of the wildest stories. Um, I love to tell people to watch the 1975 Christopher Lee version of The Wicker Man because they talk about Beltane. Yeah. If you watch Sabrina, the dark one that's on Netflix, oh, oh yeah. yeah. She did a whole thing. And let me tell you, somebody did their research. I was they very did. impressed. I was really impressed too. Same thing with their Luper, same thing with their Lupercalia. Yes, they were like Very on impressed. point. I was, yeah. I'm kudos, guys. Normally, I, I don't get me wrong. I love all the witchy shows, regardless. Like Charms, the Craft, Bewitched. I'm all over all of it. Practical Magic, Hocus Pocus. But I still, you know, what Hollywood can do, you know. So I just loved that. That was at least accurate i, I was like on point i was like oh my yeah. god and if you I, watch the wicker man that is very much on point about beltane and it's not said in the in the movie but it is beltane because they do have the girls leaping over the fire and those kinds of things involved in the fertility ritual which is what beltane is all about now Fertility, great right. No, we're not going to do that. We're going to talk about the little guys. 
So you've got a little one at home and you got to figure out something to do. Now, not everybody has the availability to have a big yard out in their backyard. Some mm -hmm. people live in apartments. Some people just don't have a big yard. But you know what? No matter where you're at, you can actually do a maypole because you can do it on a cake. That's so cute. I like that. Now, if you want to get really super fancy, do each cupcake. That's really cute. Now, if you got a dancer in the group, and I know you've got a little dancer because Fiona oh, yes, is her booty. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then what you do is you make the ribbon. You take the ribbon from the dollar store, you take a dowel, you tie it on, and they can go out in the yard. Ribbon and dancers. Let it go all over the yard. Oh, yeah. Um, and Billy yeah, used to be in ballet and tap too when she was Fiona's age. Right. And I mean, that's an easy way to do a maypole as well as these are. I've seen, I have that saved. I know. I love it. It was so cool. Now, explaining this to your little one um, can be dicey at best. So you want to incorporate a few little things. And I was, I've done my research. My children are grown. My grandchildren are almost all grown and I have the great grands. So it's, we're imparting our knowledge onto them. So when it comes to Beltane, um, back when my kids were little, it was very difficult because there was nothing to really, how can I say, nicely say what Beltane was other than, um, yeah, this is something mommy and daddy do. Um, and and that's, that's the last thing you want to tell a kid because they're right on it at that point. So you want to do something uh -huh. fun. Oh, yeah, they want to see, what do mommy and daddy do until they're a teenager and then they know and then they run? Um, and I, I am that parent. In so I was looking through some different ideas because so much has changed. I mean, so much more is out there now than when my kids were little. And I, I have to admit, I'm in love with the Puka pages and have been for years. Me too. Haley had her birthday printed in one of the editions and it was, she just thought it was the coolest thing ever. Well, I'm going to tell you the Puka pages are an excellent source for yes. all things pagan and all things children. Absolutely. They give you, I mean, they give you a grown-ups page. Trust me, read the grown-ups page. You might learn a few things because they do an excellent job of doing a grown-ups page so that you understand. Mm -hmm. Then the stories. I love the stories. Now, my children were too small. This was not out when they were little. But some right. of my grandchildren have actually sat down with me and done the puka pages mm -hmm. because they were out when they were smaller. So they have the stories that you can tell. Now, the stories, they always have two or three stories for each age level. So you get to pick what is best for your child, where they're at. And the stories, of course, are very, very well written. They're fun. They're little things you can do. Um, we have one, the little Beltane cakes, which was so cute. Um, and then, of course, we have the best, the coloring pages. Yes. Um, and then you have crafts. And these crafts, they did, um, 
And I'll tell you what, I love these. They did ankle bracelets and stuff like that. Oh, those are cute. You got to see this little girl. Oh, that's cute. Now, they also talk about, now, you have to understand, some of our holidays are Celtic in nature, and some are not. Some are from different parts of the world. We tend to fall into more the Celtic around here. And so this one, I thought this was totally awesome. This had a letter from Scotland, and it was from, it was by Fiona Tinker, who wrote a little, Dear Little Witches, and it explains a little bit about Beltane, but you know what they're using? Are, and you're going to, you love this, it's the seals. The Aww. Stuff. Those were actually selkies at one time. So for those yes. of you who don't know where the selkies come from and the undines and all this good stuff, read the puka pages. Yeah. A little letter from Scotland and the seals. So um, they talk about the selkie and explain a little bit. Oh, this is my favorite picture out of it. I know. I love that. And then, of course, we have an offering to the fairies. Do not forget to feed the fairies. They will remember. Um, and then you have the maypole pictures, and they show you how to do the maypole. And if you're able to do it, maypoles are awesome, and it's a way to get the kids out, and it's a lot of fun. But again, if you don't have the ability to do that, the cakes, the little cupcakes, I thought were adorable with yeah. um, that kind of thing. Also, it doesn't necessarily have to be a maypole. It can be making rose water or mm -hmm. lemon water you know you have to understand when you go back behind what is behind the holiday we know the holiday because we're adults we know right. what we do but for a small child it's a little bit harder now the other thing i thought was really wonderful now this is the puka pages from 2015 i'm not even mm -hmm. going to tell you why i have those um but this had a runes talk about runes um, and Jimmy learns about medicine and teaches Isabel. And Isabel is a hedgehog. Let me just tell you that. Okay. It's so cute. I love the hedgehog. Yeah. And they do the whole thing. And then, of course, they have, uh, I'm sorry, my favorite is the read along with the pictures. Yes. Uh, <laughs> because pictures. that's what I was going to say. Yes, with the grandchildren, because um, when we it. got to the picture, you point it out and then somebody would say what it is. So it's a fun way to do it, but it also encompasses the flowers, the gardening, and those things. Now, you've got to remember, fertility just doesn't mean sex. Okay. Right. I know, you're disappointed. Sorry. But fertility <laughs> encompasses all parts. I know. I, you know, I get really frustrated with that myself at my age, of course. But <laughs> there are the ribbon wands are wonderful to make. Um, there's seven really easy activities to do with your kids. The ribbon wands. Um, you can plant something. Starts planting something because there again, fertility. You're explaining how the water, the dirt, the sun the air all make the plant grow. So, right. and you can incorporate that in anything. Um, you can make May baskets, which are nothing but taking your Easter baskets and lining them with flowers. Oh. Have a May basket. I mean, and if you circle them with flowers, you can put food items in it and take it down to your local food bank. 
Oh, that's sweet. So that's a really way, a nice way to do it. Now, we all know the fairies have to be fed. I do that in every ritual. I am very passionate about that. I've lost my keys more times than I care to talk about. So um, you always do just a little fairy thing for the kids. And if you can get them, you can actually, and this blew my mind. We stopped at the dollar store the other day. And I'm in there just hunting because I love the dollar store. They actually have fairy garden fairy stuff that you can buy to make your fairy garden we're talking little gnomes we're talking little watering cans we're talking little gates at the dollar oh, i'm gonna have to take fiona because we just got her a fairy garden you're gonna have to hit the dollar that came with dirt and flowers and a unicorn and the whole thing oh they've got it at there and i was really amazed and i saw that and i thought you know even if you just take a, a little clay pot and right. let them decorate it in a little oh, hot yeah. bowl, you're done. Um, now, Beltane, um, in many parts of Northern Europe, you would take your herd of cows or whatever, and you would go between the fires, and that was supposed to burn off bad stuff. Well, I would not suggest that doing that in your house at any point in time. Now... It's called Leaping Over the Bonfire, and you see it in the movie um, The Wicker Man, where the girls leap over the bonfire. It's a purification ritual. We do the same thing when we call our quarters, and we, you know, we use the smudging for our quarters. You know, it's fire and air. So you can actually do a little bonfire now. The suggestion here was made to put a candle on a table and dance around it. But you can always get the, the candles that you turn on, the little ones at the dollar store. Yeah, the little LEDs. LEDs. I couldn't think yeah. of it. Take a little LED, put it in the middle of the floor, and you can jump over the bonfire. Yep. And yeah. that's actually what we do a lot with the scouts, um, with Crystal Cavaliers, with the Karelian tradition. We um, use a lot of those in the kids' rituals. Um, for the younger kids, we'll have, you know, and it's all because it's all about intention. Right, and it's it's a fun thing to do. They get to leap and jump and, act, you know, act a fool. You put a couple of them down there. You can make a fake. Now, I was in BSA for um, two million years. We had always someone had a fake fire. Right. Hot glue the sticks, and you got the little thing in there that turns that makes it look yeah. like a flame. Yeah, you plug it into the wall, you can jump over that. So that's kind of something. The other one is called a rainbow hat. And what it is, it's you you go to get some ribbons, you go to the dollar store, and you take a paper plate and you just make a ribbon hat. Oh, so that's cute. Take the paper plate, make it as the hat, tie it on, and you can make your little and actually. You can take one of the kids and make them the maypole. And oh, that's cute. So I, I, you know, I look at a lot of fun things to do with the kids and explaining because sometimes some of our rituals are very in depth, and they yeah. are because it's kind of like a Dionysian mystery. It's taking mm -hmm. the layers away and understanding what you can understand. With a little guy, playing something, yeah, and it's it's really hard to explain sexual aspects to a younger child but if right. you can explain how nature works and this right. is the time when the flowers bloom and they can see it outside um things like the puka page waverly fitzgerald there's a couple of them out there it um 
Also, um, littlepaganacorns.com is a really good one as well. Yeah, and it's just a matter of you deciding who's going to teach your child, you or somebody else. And I've always said, if you don't teach them, somebody else will. And what do you want them teaching your child? So if you want your child to have the ability to process and make choices, then you need to make yourself available for those choices for your child. So you need to start with, if you're going to raise them pagan, and we will be having an upcoming show soon on pagans and the law and what you can and can't do. It's, it's very, I'm very, very passionate about, you know, what our rights are as pagans. I've been on the path over 50 years. I've lost jobs. I've had issues. I've had clashes with it. Um, right. It's not fair. It's not right. And if you don't know the law, because I didn't at the time, I didn't understand it. And then finally, when I, I started understanding that I had the rights and I could do things too, it made it easier for me to pick and choose my battles because then I knew when I was right and when I wasn't. Exactly. So for your children's sake, I recommend a lot of the, um, they have so many things out there now. I'm so envious because my, I know my daughter, um, our, my great grandson's eight and my daughter can sit down with him and just, you know, pull anything off the internet and go over it with him. And I'm like, oh my goodness, if I would have had that ability with you, I wouldn't be smacking you upside the head right now. Um, my favorite kid, my favorite pagan kids book that is out of print that I was able to score is a baby board book, like for a toddler. And it's called ABC Book of Shadows. Yes. Oh, is that a print? Katie, yeah. By Katie um, Leiden Oliveris. And look at the, like, A for Altar, B for Beltane. And I love this because it's ed- educational. So it'll say, like, A is for Altar, your sacred place to pray. B begins Beltane, the fairy's balefire day. And it goes all throughout the whole, like cauldron and east and the different elements and goddess and the horn god. Now you could probably score that at a used book place like abookstores.com because they have a lot of old books. That's where I did. That's where I was able to get it was a used bookstore online. Mm -hmm. But those are the kinds of things. And I'm not being terribly naive but a lot of adults don't understand a lot of the holidays Um, if you've never studied it if you've never had the advantage of having a mentor or having someone older who can explain what the holiday is i think that's a great idea to start just start with a children's book it does there's so many like really cool ones coming out like even from the time that Haley was little and now she's 12 and Fiona's four. So even in just that span, there's been so much like pagan friendly kids books that are just like, it's exciting. With the names like raising pagan children. Um, Right. It doesn't hurt for you as the adult. If you're not sure, 
there is nothing wrong with buying a few of those kids books and sitting down and oh, looking yeah. at them. Absolutely. Because I mean, it gives you the basis and you can move on from there. We're fortunate that we do have mentors, that we do have a wonderful school. And we do have people who are willing to answer your silly questions when you have them. And I just, I really push that because um, our spiritual path is our own, but there's many things that we do together. So yes. even though we're walking it yourself, it's your path, nothing beats getting together with a group of friends and celebrating whatever it is. And yeah. if you can bring your children, you don't have to get a babysitter. You don't have to do it. You just bring your kids with you and you sit down and you have a really fun time. You've celebrated the holiday. You've explained That's it great. to the children and you understand it. Ooh. Right. And later on, if the adults want to do their own ritual, then put the kids to bed. You've got time to do your ritual. Right. But in that same vein, you need to understand what you're teaching your children. Yeah, exactly. So jump on this Puka pages, jump on Waverly Fitzgerald. I mean, there's tons of stuff out there. Yeah. Pick up some of those kids' books. Let me tell you, They're I have fun. fun and the kids' coloring books beat the oh. adult coloring books still. Yeah. So find you a coloring book. Um, if you have questions on holidays or don't understand them, please do not hesitate to jump on us and ask us about them. We try to do it next week. We're going to talk a little bit more about Beltane and the adult version. Ooh. And of course we're going to do our cooking parts and you're going to we'll have recipes up so that you can incorporate all that into your family fun as well as understanding the holiday. Now we have illustration coming up on May 2nd, which is Beltane. We will not have a show. Instead, we will all be attending illustration, which is super, super, super awesome. Um, we will also have an auction. And we are so fortunate to have Mike Neal with us. Mike Neal is our auctioneer who is absolutely extraordinary. Mm -hmm. He is super good. And He's we... Awesome also have some of our items up for sale on the auction so i caution you guys when it goes live jump quick jump fast get those prices up there will be handmade items there are items where people are donating things that they might have let me tell you you collect shit. Um, i have 20 chalices trust and believe i've been getting rid of some of them and there's always really cool stuff. Like people will donate stuff that they've just had for a while. And it's just like such a treasure to someone. And you're like, oh my, and the, sometimes there's books, but in handmade things. And so we're going to have two um, mugs and two t-shirts um, for the show. So you'll have to check those out. And as always, if you have any show questions or topics or teas that you want us to talk about, you can always hit us up at Tea Time with Mother and Crone and also our YouTube channel, Tea Time with Mother and Crone, or our email, teatimemc at gmail.com. And we definitely appreciate all of you, but I'm excited to talk about more about Belting next week. 
And I'll tell you what, we're going to let you in on a little secret. We've got a couple giveaways that are coming up, but we're going to tell you next week how you might be able to cash in on some of them. So stay with us, listen, and you might actually be able to cash in on a t-shirt or a mug. So keep, keep us listening and really check into some of the awesome, awesome things that are going on in the Corellian tradition. Jump on that Corellian membership hub. There is so much going on, um, rituals, yeah. times to do things, groups getting together, drum circles. Oh, my goodness. I can't even tell you what's going on right now. There's so much stuff. Absolutely. But, and I'm t and this is the time to do it. Um, some of the restrictions are being lifted. So please keep that in mind. Keep safety in mind at all times. Um, right. Anytime there's a Corellian gathering, it is always done safe with distancing, with masks and social things that we need to do right now. We're trying to keep the COVID down. But just check us out. Start looking at some of the stuff. Um, if you can't get out, Lustration will be online. You yes. can actually be there with all of us. And go, um, you do have to register. So if you are interested, you uh, go to CorellianLustration.com and it's C-O-R-R-E-L-L-I-A-N. Some people always miss one of the two R's or L's. No. <laughs> so, um, and then you just register. I think it's 20, 25 bucks. Donation. Ridiculous. With all the classes. Yeah workshops and we're going to have live performance from cloud. Okay. Now remember guys, you got to get in on the live performance from cloud. Cause it's, he's just getting back out to doing live performances. So let's make sure we say hi to cloud. Um, yes. if you see him and we're getting, and he's doing different genres of music now. Yeah, so it'll be interesting because I know that he started on different genres and rap was the newest venture. So it's going to be it's going to be cool. I'm excited. There's going to be a ton of workshops. And then, of course, we have the big ritual on Sunday. So I work Saturday, so I'm really pissed about that, like really pissed. I, I work every third Saturday and my Saturday fell on Ostara and it's falling on Beltane. And so, yeah, I'm not happy, but at least I'll not, I'll be able to catch up on the workshops and I won't. I was just going to say that on Sunday. The perfect thing about it is you can catch the workshops. I used to hate, I love doing the illustrations. I love doing those things, but it never failed. The workshops I wanted to take was always when I was teaching a class. Right. And it's like, but I want to sign up for it and I can't because I'm teaching. With everything yes. on Zoom, exactly. you can watch all of them. And I'm like, oh, well, the, yep, you'll be able to go back. Absolutely. So it's really, it's really awesome. So you'll have to check it out and go there to register and, and check us next week. And remember, you can sign up for our giveaway. We're going to give you more hints next week. We're just keeping it under wraps for right now. Um, we want to see everybody back next week. Take care, take care of yourself and check on that neighbor that you might not have seen in a day or two to make sure they're okay too. Yep. And uh, we're off for another show. See y'all next week.